Blog Talk Radio.
Well, welcome, welcome. Welcome to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network, where we do it more than we talk about it. Welcome, I'm Carmen, and I'll be your host tonight. Uh, Today is June 24th. Let me make sure. 24th. Uh, 20, uh, 2023, and I'm glad that you're on tonight. I just thank you uh, for coming tonight. Um, I'm going to do a, things a little different tonight because I feel led, um, and I'll tell you why I feel led to do this. Um, before I get into it, I'm going to read a scripture, and then I'll tell you why. Um, let's begin with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for allowing us to be here once again for gathering in your holy name, where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in their midst, and there's more than two or three. And so we thank you, Father God, for that in Jesus' name. And Lord, um, we ask you to bless those on PGN, the PGN family, and um, bless Prophet Randy, give him the wisdom, understanding, everything that he may need, Father God, to lead in this ministry, that he would hear your voice, that he would be always diligent, to do as you wish. Give him the strength to do it. Help him in every step he makes, Father God, like we all ask you to help us in. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Father, uh, bless the word. Let the word, uh, let everyone hear your word and not just be a hearer of your word, but be a doer of your word. Help us to understand it and help us to take it into our hearts and to walk in your ways with your strength. And with you, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, I'm going to go to Isaiah 49. And I think I've you read this or either I've read it before. Um, uh, this is an awesome scripture, Isaiah 49. And I'll read it first and then we'll, we'll dissect it. Listen, O coastlands, to me. And, and take heed, you peoples, from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb, from the matrix of my mother. He has made mention of my name. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft. And in and his quiver, he has hidden me. And he said to me, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. As you're listening to this, think of this as yourself. Then I said, I have labored in vain. No, wait a minute. Is this it? Yeah. I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain. Yet surely my just reward is with the Lord and my work with my God. And now the Lord says, whom formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him. Let's see. Is that it? Give me one second. No, that was not it. Give me one little second here. Oh, no, it's not Isaiah. (laughs) That's why it didn't sound familiar. All right, sorry. Sorry about that. I caught myself. I was like, wait a minute. This is not sounding like what the Lord was giving me. (laughs) All right. It's Psalms 49. Okay. Uh, Psalms 49. 
Hear this, all peoples. Give ear, O inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. Well, incline my ear to a proverb. I will disclose my dark sayings on the harp. So they're singing this on the harp. Why should I fear in the days of evil when the iniquity at my heels surrounds me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for himself or for him. For the redemption of his soul is costly, and it shall cease forever, that he should continue to live eternally and not see the pit. For he sees wise men die, likewise the fool and the senseless person perish, and leave their wealth to others. Their inner thought is that their houses will last forever, their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man, though in honor, does not remain. He is like the beast that perish. This is the way of those who are foolish and of their prosperity who approve their saying. Like sheep, they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them. The upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. And their beauty shall be consumed in the grave far from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Do not be afraid when one becomes rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him, though while he lives, he blesses himself. He shall go to the generations of his fathers. They shall never see light. A man who is in honor yet does not understand is like the beasts that perish. So there's a lot of stuff here um, that it talks about. Um, it, you know, both it talks about the foolish and the wise. And so the foolish... We'll talk about the foolish first. When when the foolish have iniquity, right? And the foolish fear. They're in fear. Not like the, the uh, righteous, right? But here it says the foolish trust in their wealth, right? And that's in verse 6. And it says the foolish boast in how much money they have. Have you seen people like that? That they're always boasting. They think that because they have more, that they're okay with God. And that's not necessarily true. Um, You can have a lot and you can have a little and still not be right with God. You can have a lot and have a little and be right with God. Because it has nothing to do with your money. God does bless you, and he is the one that gives wealth. But that is not an indicator of that you're right with God. Because apparently here it says the foolish boast of how much money they have. So you can have money and still be a fool. The foolish can't redeem their brothers. I say it again. The foolish can't redeem their brothers. The foolish have redeemed themselves. 
the foolish can't pay for their soul, the foolish will see the pit. The foolish man will die like the wise. Because everybody dies. The wise and the foolish. We all have a time when we, we, have, we must die that God appoints. The foolish, they leave their wealth to others. The believer, the one that's righteous, whatever they leave, it goes on. It keeps on giving. It keeps on blessing because it goes through generation and generation. How many people haven't given to charities, uh, to, to uh, Christian charities, to churches, and that money keeps passing on to bless families, and that keeps blessing that family and that family and that family and that family. So it keeps on giving. But the foolish, what they give, it ends with them. The foolish thoughts are that their houses will last forever. Thoughts, those buildings will come down. But you know what? The buildings will come down. So they think that, you know, you see people with ranches, big lands, and they have their names on it. They have even ministries, you know, some some ministries will name things after them, and they're not walking right. And I'm not saying that the, for those that are walking right, but, you know, the foolish, they think that the things that they have, are, you know, are going to last forever. Um, and, and they're not. Once they die, it, it dies with them. Whoever comes along, they get their wealth. Jesus said something baffled people, and he told them that, you know, even though they would um, destroy the temple, that it, he would be raised, that the temple be raised. And he was talking about his body. So, you know, the things of the world will perish. But the things of the spirit, of our spiritual body, what we do on this earth will be lasting. The foolish call their lands after their own names, like I mentioned before. And... um you know, uh, you see people with their company's names with their name on it. But you know what? It gets passed on. I, I heard about different people, like, uh, for instance, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's not owned by, by that family anymore. That was sold. So you see, you know, all that to build that up. Luckily, he became a believer. The Colonel Sanders became a believer. But those that took it on later on changed it. It has his name. It has the name that he had before. But you know what? And his picture, but he has nothing to do with it. He perished, and he's long gone, and it has nothing to do with him. So the foolish, even those um, that are honored, will die, just like animals do, right? The foolish are led to the grave, and death feeds on them. We're all going to die. Our our flesh is going to fade away. Um, We're going to turn to dust. But those that are upright will have dominion over them in the morning. The upright, their beauty shall be consumed in the grave, far from the dwelling. But they will live. But God will redeem their soul from the power of the grave. That's the difference between the foolish and the righteous. For God will receive them. So we need to understand that we, just because we, we say a prayer and we give our hearts to God doesn't mean that we're walking the way that he tells us. So we constantly have to check ourselves. People constantly, before you know it, they can be so far away because they they weren't checking themselves. They weren't 
They weren't really seeking God. But God says, God says here, and this is what I said, I love about this, is this um, verse 16. Do not be afraid when one becomes rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies, he shall carry nothing away. So you, you're not going to take anything with you. The only thing you're going to take with you is your rewards, you know, to present them to Jesus. What what you did on this, or were you obedient? Did you listen to what he said? Or did you do what you wanted and what others wanted? His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lives, he blesses himself. For men will praise you when you do well for yourself. Isn't that true? People love it. Well, good job. You're doing really good. But then when you're not, they're they're against you. And that's when you really know who your friends are. He shall go to the generations of his father. They shall never see light. A man who is in honor yet does not understand is like the beast that perish. Is like the beast that perish. We thank you, Lord. God says, don't don't fear those that have money. Don't fear those that are successful. Fear God, because he's the only one that can redeem your soul from the power of the grave. That's the only one. And I love that. It ministered to me this morning. Um, but, uh, but then... Do you see how that and that ends? Um, let's go to verse Isaiah 51. It says, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. This is for those that are believers, those that are following righteousness. You who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hung and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. In other words, you know, Abraham was, is considered the father of the faith. Look, look at them. They were, they were faithful. They believed in God. And um, they were the father. He was the father of the faith because of this belief. He believed. For I called him alone. When God calls you, he calls you alone. What he calls you to do is for you to do and nobody else. Abraham tried to bring his nephew into the picture. But that pull, that kind of uh, set him back. And uh, when God calls you, whether your family likes it or not, or people around you like it or not, you have to obey what he says. For I have called him alone and blessed him and increased him. See, when God calls you, he'll bless you. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden. Ooh, isn't that pretty? That, that picture of a wilderness becoming like Eden, beautiful and green, it's, it's not going to be a wilderness. This is our lives that God is talking about in this these scriptures. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. We are the garden of the Lord. And I, I like to play that song, and I'll play it after we read the scripture. The garden, um, joy and gladness will be found in it. Are you sad or are you glad? Are you joyful? Or are you bitter? Are you angry? You shouldn't because God is with you. And we have to, if we're not, we have to correct our mind the way we think. We have to have the mind of Christ. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hey, that's what God wants from us. 
to be thankful and to have joy and sing. Listen to me, my people, and give ear to me, O my nation, for law will proceed from me, and I will make my justice rest as a light of the people. My righteousness is near. My salvation has gone forth, and my arms will judge the people. God's arm. Scripture in Isaiah 41.10, he says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will lift you with my victorious right hand. So here it talks about God's arms will judge the people. God is strong. That God is not a weak God. He is a strong God. The coastlands will wait upon me, and on my arm they will trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look on the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish away like smoke. The earth will grow old like a garment, and those who dwell in it will die in like manner. But my salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will not be abolished. So that salvation and God's righteousness, that's not going away. He's going to be there. He's our salvation. Listen to me. Everything else will perish. But the things that God gives us will not perish. Listen to me, you who know righteousness. That's you and me. That's if you're walking in righteousness. You people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. Have you been insulted lately because of Christ lately? When they insult you and they say all manner of things against you, God says, don't fear. Don't fear. For the moth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Are you not the arm that cut Rahab apart and wounded the serpent? Are you not the one who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep that made the depth of the sea a road for the redeemed to cross over? Remember that he, they're referring to uh, Moses and, and the people of God going through the Red Sea. That was God's arm that did that. So the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. Sorrow and sign shall flee away. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die and the son of man who will be made like grass? And you forget the Lord, your maker, who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundation of the earth. You have fear continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor when he has prepared to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? The captive exile hastens that he may be loosed and he should not die in the pit. So you're not going to die in the pit, the pit of maybe sorrows, the pit of whatever issues you may be going. You won't die. Trust in the Lord. He's your helper. He's the strong arm. I, in our city, there is a, <laughs> a commercial 
of a of a man, a lawyer. Uh, he's called um, the strong arm. Guess what? That man committed suicide, and he died. But God's arm is not like that. Not here one day and gone tomorrow. No, God is here today, yesterday, and forever. He's he's a strong arm that you can depend on. And that his bread, bread should not fail. But I am the Lord your God who divided the seas whose waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shallow of my hand that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundations of the earth, and say to Zion, you are my people. Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, you who have drunk at the hands of the Lord. The cup of his fury, you have drunk the drag of the cup of trembling and drained it out. Sometimes you feel like, (laughs) you know, all these bad things that are happening to you, but you know what? Have you ever felt? like someone or some people have walked all over you like a doormat and you're here serving and doing and they can dog dog you out and talk bad about you and you're yet serving with a smile. Well, God, listen to what God says. You have drunk the dreg of the cup of trembling and drained it out. There is no one to guide her among all the sons she has brought forth, nor is there any who takes her by the hand among all the sons she has brought up. Those two things have come to me. Who will be sorry for you? So he's saying, who's going to be sorry for you? Because, you know, you've been treated wrong. You've, you've, been, uh, you've had the, the, the cup of, of trembling. Bad things have happened to you. But guess what? God's going to remove that from your life. And it may seem like for a season you may go through stuff, but when others mistreat you, then God comes in and protects you. And you have to trust him. You have to trust him. Sometimes God allows these things, see all these bad things to happen, to train you, to show you, and so that you can see what's really in your heart, if you're for God or if you're going to give up. Desolation, destruction, famine, and sword. By whom will I comfort you? Your sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets like an antelope in the net. They are full of the fury of the Lord and the rebuke of your God. Therefore, please hear this, you afflicted and drunk, but not with wine. Sometimes you feel drunk. People have felt drunk with the pain that they're going through, the things that they, if it's not one thing, bam, they get hit with another. It feels like they're drunk, you know, like you can't anymore. (laughs) Thus says the Lord, the Lord your God, who pleads the cause of his people. See, I have taken out of your hand the cup of trembling. Hmm, there's a switcheroo here. Those that want to walk all over you, watch out. Watch out. The cup of trembling, the dreg of the cup of my fury, you shall no longer drink. But I will put it into the hand of those who afflicted you. See, there's a switcheroo. Things get turned around. Those that have been against you and, and, and insulted you and said all manner of, of, of evil things against you, God turns it around against them. Who have said to you, lie down that we may walk over you? 
See, there they want to be. They want to walk over you like a doormat, and you have laid your body like the ground, and as the street for those who walk over you. But God says, they you will no longer drink it. You will no longer drink it. Do you believe it? Do you believe that God can protect you? That God is going to turn things around. That what the enemy meant for evil, He's going to turn it around for your good. You got to continue believing. All the time, all the time, and keep on believing and keep on having faith. The only thing that moves God is having faith. Faith moves the hand of God on your behalf. And it may sound rough, and you may go through stuff, and you may not even understand, well, why am I going through all of this? Why is everybody walking all over me? But God says, don't worry. You're not going to be afflicted anymore. You will no longer drink of it. So amen. We'll leave it with that. So tonight I want to talk about our testimonies. I believe it's very important. It gives God praise when we tell others about our testimony. This week um, at work, I met this young man. And um, he began to talk to me without even really knowing if I was a, a believer or not. And he started uh, singing this, these little uh, songs, praise songs, and I, right away I knew he was a believer. And he had this smile on his face. Then he quickly gave me his testimony while we were working. We, we were supposed to be working. Um, and he gave me his testimony. He said that he was into everything. He was disrespectful to the Lord. He just wasn't walking right with God at all. And uh, he was drinking and partying. Well, one night he was driving, he got into a terrible accident. And it it shocked me when I was listening to him because uh, my son had just recently had an, an accident, so I paid attention to what he was saying. He says that he was in such agony from the pain and the damage that that accident did to his body. I mean, all his side but I don't know what happened to the chest. He just lifted his shirt and showed me all the scars on his chest and on the side. He was bleeding, bleeding to death. He says he had never seen, um, felt such pain as he did that day, that even in the ambulance, he began to cry out to God, that he repented. I'm sorry, God. I'm so sorry. I repent of everything that I've done. Please help me. And um, when I saw his scars, I remembered the scars of Jesus. And then he said that God changed his life after that. And um, he didn't give me the full detail of it, but I could see it in his face and how happy he is right now that he came to El Paso. He's not from El Paso. Came to El Paso and... um, he he says he loves it here, <laughs> even with the heat. He loves it here. There's no tornadoes. There's no earthquake. There's no, nothing. And, um, you know, he says that God has blessed him, that he's lived in different places. But, he, you know, God has blessed him, and he's so happy that he's alive and serving the Lord. Um, he seemed like a humble man, um, no heirs at all, and... I was like, wow, that was a powerful testimony, what God did in his life. He just broke from his heart. 
And I was like, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, you need to get people to give their testimony and speak from their hearts, you know, because that gives me glory, God says. And so I could feel the presence. I, I that day I felt so good. I was like so uplifted just listening to his testimony because the presence of the Lord was there. The presence of God was there. And so I want to give you a chance tonight to give your testimony. I don't care how long this show takes. <laughs> We're going to give testimonies tonight. And so um, you can ask for prayer and prophecy. Um, but let's give our testimony, okay? And so let me begin with my first caller. Let's see. 828989, your name and where you're from. And you all know that there's always something different on these shows. You never know what you're going to get. We're like a, a <laughs> box of chocolate. <laughs> okay, your name and where you're from. Um, Jennifer from North Carolina. Jennifer, all right, all right. Let me give you. Jennifer. Let me put you on mute, and then I'll come back. All right. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Jennifer from North Carolina. Thank you, Father God. You know, you are not forgotten. Um, people may forget. People may forget, but God has not forgotten you. And the things that you're going through are just tests, tests to get you to the next level, the next level of where he wants you. But you have to press through, and he's there to press through with you. And so I'm just sensing that, you know, um, that maybe um, the enemy has permitted people to, you know, forget you. But God says, I have not forgotten you. I'm with you. I'm always with you. I never leave you or forsake you. You are mine. You're mine. And I know you from inside your mother's womb. I created you. I know every bit about you. I even know the hairs that are on your head. I've counted them. I know which one falls off every time you brush your hair. I am with you. I'll never forsake you. Put your eyes on me and see what happens. See what happens. And he has something prepared for you, Jennifer, um, that your gentleness is how he created you, is what I'm hearing from the Lord. That softness in you. He created you to be who you are. Don't despise the things that he's done in you and who you are. He's made you just for that, for a certain purpose, for that certain purpose. Thank you, Lord. As I'm even telling you, ooh, I feel it in my spirit. Like my <laughs> like my spirit is swelling up with the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh Ravashalamakia. Iravashondalamakai. Oh Ravashandalamakia Ravashandalamakai. Don't put your eyes on them. Don't put your eyes on what they failed to do. Put your eyes on me. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Sometimes, you know, not that God allows bad things to happen to us. The enemy does it. And he knows exactly what things can 
can get to us or get us to trip because he's been studying our lives. He's been studying our lives for a long time, and he's been trying to attack each and every one of us from inside of our mother's womb. He knows. He knows how you think, not because he, he can hear your thoughts or know your thoughts, only by what you say, only by what you say. And so he uses that against you. So understand that the things that come at us are the enemy watching you and putting these things in place. So don't believe the lies. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the lies of what you see or, or, or what people do or say. Don't believe the lies. It's just the enemy using them because sometimes they allow themselves to be used by the enemy. But know what the word of God says, that he is for you. He is not against you. He's got a good plan of future for you, Jennifer. Plans to do you good and not evil. God has big, big plans for you. Big, big plans. Big, big plans. So um, take your eyes off of them. Put them on Jesus. He's got something big for you is what I'm sensing. And even as I'm telling you, I can sense it in my, my, in my belly. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless her, Father God. Move her, Father God. Make ways where there seem to be no way. Make ways. Make ways. Open different avenues for her, Father God. Give her divine connection. Thank you, Jesus. Connect her with the right people. Help her to be in the right place at the right time. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. All right. Hey, Jennifer, how are you, dear? Very blessed. Very blessed. And blessed by that. That was, like, absolutely spot on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely you have your testimony like, for tonight? <laughs> yeah, God is just, I feel like, you know, he's been working on, you know, bringing wholeness to me for, well, it's been a while, but more so in the past year. It's just significant healing taking place. and But this week, I just feel it's been so transformational, just. I mean, it's just like very quick. And just that knowing that he has something for me, something big, like you said, got that revelation today. Um, I don't know, he's brought me back, you know, that fire. He's just been... That's confirming it to me when you said that God has something big for me. I felt that in my mm-hmm. spirit, man. It's like, ooh. <laughs> you, yeah. So praise God. You're in agreement. Yeah, it's been, mm, I've been waiting about, from the first time I heard him tell me, it's been about 10 years. 
that's been a long mm-hmm. time coming and there's this knowing you know this in my spirit that it's time so mm. I'm just yeah. kind of in shock but you know yeah. at first that's hard to believe but then I see the work that he's done in me and I can see it almost coming to a completion that part of it and so Thank you, Lord. it's exciting Yes, and keep on speaking, keep on speaking and and believing what God is saying because, you know, our setbacks, I mean, we sometimes take a step forward and then take two steps back and then take a step forward and then go back again. And so what God wants us is to keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep hitting it, keep hitting it. And, you know, um, it's like when you're going up a hill, it feels hard at first, but then there's a peak. There's a peak to it, and then it's easy to go down the other end. And so we have to sometimes, you know, we give up and we go back, and we give up, we keep on pressing forward, and we give we go back. But God keeps saying, keep moving, moving forward, 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 and and don't stop believing. You know, I'm here. I'm helping you each step of the way. I'm the one. It's like going up the mountain, and I just keep on having that vision of the the deer with the hind feet that God gives us hind feet too. When we try it on our own strength, it's hard. We we just go back and forth, back and forth. But when we allow Him to do it through us, and we spend time with Him and worship and keep our eyes on Him, then that's when our feet there's a, there's a point there that our feet become easy to go up the hill, up the mountain. You know, and then we're able to get that breakthrough that we need so much. And um, God is waiting on us, you know. Um, But even in those things that happen to us, they're lessons. We have lessons that we learn as we, we press through, whatever it may be, whether it's sickness, whether it's a business, whether it's a relationship, whether it's to pray for somebody, you know, keep pressing, keep pressing. I don't give up. So uh, what is your testimony? How did you get saved? How did I get saved? <laughs> How did the Lord, well, what did the Lord do there? You know, give us your testimony. Oh, man. Oh, oh my goodness. I wouldn't know where to start. Uh, well, I grew up Catholic, and so I, I, uh, you know, I, and I'm grateful for that foundation, you know, knowing Jesus, knowing who to call out to. But I didn't have a personal relationship with him, obviously. It was religion. And um, I don't know, just fast forward 40 years, and uh, I was in an abusive relationship, 20-year um, abusive relationship, the man that I had married. And I didn't, you know, I didn't understand what was going on with me. And um, God just dropped a book in my lap pretty much about uh, psycho, you know, narcissist. And I thought I was reading my life. And I don't know what happened. I had met somebody and they, um, I hadn't read the Bible and, can't even remember when and they started reading the Bible with me and I fell in love with the word 
and the word got me through my divorce and it took four years so it was four years of non-stop reading the word like 24 7 and I just fell mm-hmm. completely in love with him and he <laughs> he delivered me from that relationship I should not be here should should not be here right now and mm. he's been the love love of my life my best friend just everything to me since and it's I mean oh my gosh I mean I have like 10 billion little testimonies but everything he's done throughout the years but I've been in this place of having to learn how to receive his love and how to and others love and how to love myself and um he's had me pretty much in isolation and complete dependence on him um i had been rebuilding my life i had started a photography business and i got very sick and to where i mean i couldn't go to my you know bedroom to the bathroom without collapsing thought i was dying and he delivered me from that, but my ex, um, he decided that that would be a great time to withhold alimony um, that I was using to, you know, build, get, get my life back because I hadn't worked in that whole time that I was married for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me. Uh, you know, my ex said that, well, we all have to die someday. So it was very intentional. And I started to panic. And I, you know, I was close to the Lord, but I didn't realize that I was sinning because I had been, you know, texting him. And like, it was just a battle, even though I was divorced from him. He was still abusing me through through the text, using it as a way, and because he thought that I was dependent on him still for that money, that alimony. And I woke up that next morning, and the Lord, obviously, I couldn't work. I couldn't even walk. And I had, you know, I had four months left on a, a rental agreement, plus all my bills, which was not no chunk of change, no little chunk of change. And woke up one morning and Lord, like I did every morning at 4 a.m. to be with him. And he led me, I think it's Isaiah, I want to say 63 or 69, but it was when the Israelites were depending on their enemies for help. And God was very mm-hmm. angry with them. And I got convicted. Like right there, I started weeping, just realizing that that's what I had done. And he told me, he said, you have two choices. You can continue to, you know, be scared, fear, Mm -hmm. and text him. Or you can rely on me for your provision. 
which was mm-hmm. a no-brainer for me. It was a no-brainer. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I I knew that it would have to be miracle after miracle after miracle. And because uh, when we were talking, just $1,500 just in rent. So, um, and it did, like, every single month the the money came through. I didn't know where it was going to come from. I didn't know how I was going to eat, how I was going to buy toilet paper, how I was, you know, and eviction notices kept showing up on the door, but at the last minute, someone would show up with $1,500 for my rent. It was crazy. <laughs> and, you That's know, happened to me. Dropped, <laughs> yeah, food being dropped out. And we're, but we're talking. Here's, here's the biggest testimony of that. This has been going on for four straight years. Mm. Four years I have mm. had no income, zero. And he has, it's a, you know, I could, you know, it's very lengthy, like how all that's happened. But the thing that I have come to understand that many people don't, many people like to bring shame, you know, but God had to get me to this place because he said where he's taking me, I have to I had to learn complete dependence mm-hmm. on him. And he wanted me to know who he was. And I needed to know his love for me. And that he's faithful and true. And I had to learn how to allow him to love me because I, I, I'd stood under the cross one day and he said, let me love you, Jennifer. And I kind of laughed, and I'm like, of course I'm letting you love me, only to find out about a year later that I really wasn't because I learned that I wasn't able to receive help from anybody. I was the giver. I loved to give, and I had been, and it didn't feel comfortable for me to receive from people. And so, you know, that that God... Also, that's God also showing us to let go of our own pride when we yes um, exactly when we don't receive from others and when we start learning to receive from others that's when the miracles start happening because we want to yes. give to everybody but we don't want mm-hmm. others to give to us and you know many people are like that strong people are like that but mm-hmm. once you really 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 understand the way the kingdom of God operates, it's by giving and receiving, then yes. your hands are open to, to receive. It's it's symbolic. What people are doing for you is symbolic of what God is doing for you. And so yes. when you say, okay, yes, that's, and, and I've, I've seen that in my life so many times. And even recently I was like at a point where, I, I couldn't take care of myself or my son. My son had an accident, and I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? And God opened the doors and allowed others to help me, mm-hmm. to bless me. And that was hard because I'm usually the one helping everybody. Yeah. But I saw that when I opened my, my, my hands, I got blessed, and those that blessed me got blessed too. Isn't that wonderful? It's a double a double blessing. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And so we can't cheat people out of their blessings. 
We have no. to allow them to get blessed too. And so when we understand the way that God operates his kingdom, and it's not the way the world does it, the world will say, no, I don't need no help. I'm, I can do it all by myself. But that's not God's way. That's not the way the kingdom of God operates. Not, to t- not also not to take advantage of other people, but, but if it's really hard for you, that's where there's a breakthrough right there by us accepting help from others. And, um, yeah, well, go on, go on, keep on. Um, and even as you're saying, you're talking, the scripture in Isaiah 51, it says on verse 3, for the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be giving and the voice of melody. You're, you're, you're receiving all that. God is changing your waste places. He's turning things around for, for you in your life. And it, yeah. I bet it was hard for you at the beginning, but um, that's just like a garden at the beginning. When, when the soil is hard, it has to be broken up, right? And, and it has to be given certain nutrients. And that was you taking the word of God, receiving God's nutrients. And then as you were taking the nutrients, God was preparing the soil, the, the, your garden, the garden of your life to make it what it is today. And so that's pro- what you're feeling. So go ahead. Go ahead. I'm yeah. Excited. And, you know, um, I, you know, he's had me in this, most people don't understand, but like he's had me in this place of learning, you know, and teaching me these, the truth about myself, about him, and just allowing myself to, you know, receive, and, you know, he, he's healed a lot of trauma, so much trauma, and it takes time, you know, so often, you know, when we get a prophetic word, you know, I've gotten prophetic words, you know, for years, and we've been waiting years for many of them, and I'm just starting to, you know, see them uh, happen, and mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, I, I feel like he's pulling me out of the fire, like it's time now, you know, and it's been hard, you know, it's been really difficult, and I always used to tell him I just want to feel normal, like a normal person, but that's really not true. I don't want to, I don't want to be normal, you know, Um, I just, I want to be different, you know, I want, I want to be light in this dark world, and um, I just pray that, you know, everything, I mean, I know, I know God is going to, everything that I've been through, all the pain, um, the the multiple traumas, PTSD, all of that, that he's going to use for his glory, yes. and that I've not gone through this for myself, it's just no, for, to no. bless many, many, many people. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes we have to go through the potter's wheel, um, and it's mm-hmm. painful. And um, there's things in life that may crack us, <laughs> and we become a little crackpot. But you know what? God takes that that mold and and pushes it down again because it's not. It can't. It can't work that way. Um, so God pushes that clay down. You know, it's like the pot on the potter on the potter's wheel. He pushes it down. And then 
until it gives itself. There's times, you know, that the clay doesn't want to give to be shaped the, the way that the potter wants it to be shaped. And so when it, it, it pounds it again until and adds a little more water until it's just right, then it, it allows itself to be shaped. Then the potter can shape it the way he or she wants it, right? And so that's what happens to us in our lives. Sometimes, you know, we don't understand what God is 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 doing in our life and we're like at, at times because of the pain you know like no i don't want to be in the potter's of the wheel i want to get off <laughs> this is too painful but there's a reason for it god but we have to allow god to take us through that process however long it may be some people are longer because of the purpose that they have some people have a shorter a training because god is going to use them for something else but the harder it is to do what he wants you to do, the longer the training, I believe, because, you know, God is preparing something special there. Um, earlier when I was um, starting the show, I restarted the song again, the healing song, right? And mm-hmm. I noticed there was a pot that I had gotten this week. Um, uh, uh, Daniel um, sent me, uh, he knows that I love sunflowers. And um, he knows that I don't like being sent flowers for any, you know, because I think they're, you know, that's a waste of money. I'm always thinking, you know, when you don't have a lot, you think of how you can use the money in in better form. And so he Mm -hmm. sent me a little pot, and that little pot had um, dwarf sunflowers, and so it was like a kit to grow them. And I put the seeds in the other day, and I soaked up the, the, the soil. And I was sitting here starting the show, and I saw something poking out of the pot. And I was like, no, it can't be. This is too fast for it to grow. So I go towards it while I'm starting the show, (laughs) and I'm playing the song. And when I go over there, there's already a growth in it. There's a growth Mm. coming out of it. There's still, like, dirt on top of the, the little seed that's growing out of it, but that's just so like us. We go through dark um, periods of our lives, but it depends on the environment we allow ourselves to be put in that helps us to grow. We have to also learn that too, that there's places that we can't, we can't be in because it's not going to help us to grow. And so we have to sometimes move out of certain places um, and maybe even churches um, um, certain company that won't allow us to grow. But when you are put, that that seed is put in the right place with the right sunshine in the right, you know, location, well, then it starts growing the way it's supposed to. And we're the same. We're the same. We have to also look at our lives and say, okay, I'm not growing. What, what am I doing that's not allowing me to to grow, to have a better life. What am I doing that I'm not allowing? It's not always God, you know, that we wait on God. It's God is waiting on us, right? And so uh, our minds, the way that we think, God's waiting on us so that we have the mind of Christ and, and to um, be full of him. And so that takes, you know, spending time with God, that takes, being with the right people around us, you know, to surround us, like-minded people, 
um, the, uh, the right church, and we, we just got to allow God to, to direct us, to guide us. We have to put God first, and as we put God first and we line up with what he has, he, his kingdom shows us to do, then things will start happening. But some people say, well, I've been going through this for such a long time, but God may be waiting on you. And, and I know this because it's happened to me. I'll do other things and nothing works. But then when I stay, I'm still, and I ask God, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? I'm feeling like this is not working. Show me, guide me, lead me. And when I do and he guides me, it may be a little tough because it's different. It's not the same thing that we're used to. But when we allow the changes to take place in us, and they may be hard, just like that little seed in that pot, in that dark, in the dark darkness of that soil, it dies. It dies of its of its will. You know, for something to come alive, it has to die, and then it'll come alive, right? So the same thing with us. There's certain things that have to die and allow the life of God to come in us. And so we learn this as we we fail, as we learn to continue walking, we have to allow ourselves to um, allow others to help us too. Um, We can't do this by ourselves. We want to do it all by ourselves, and it's not like that. We are a body. In order for the body to work well together, it has to be connected to each other. And so we're also the same. We have to be connected to the body. We have to be connected to other people. We have to also say, I need help. And when you, you say, I need help, that's when the physician, the great physician, comes in and allows that blood to go through those areas. You know, like when something is not reaching blood in, in a certain area, what does the great uh, 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 physician do? He'll put a stent and open up that area that wasn't working before and allows blood through, to go through that area. You know, but God does it even better than that. He, he, when he heals, he does it perfect. He doesn't do it like a, a regular doctor. Although God can do miracles through doctors. But when God does something, he does it perfect. And so he brings life into the areas that were once there, were dry, were our wilderness, were our desert, you see? And so those are the times where we learn lessons. Um, and we're dry and we're, there's no life going there. And so we have to allow God to do that. And we, a lot of it has to do with pride. We have to let go of our pride and uh, realize that, you know, the longer I keep hold of this pride, the longer I'm going to be here and I'm not going to have my breakthrough. But it seems like you have learned so many things and learned to let go of what's not wasn't good for you. There is even people, mm-hmm. like you said, that you had um, – had that uh, failed marriage um, because it takes two people. And so when you learn to let go, then God can come in and, and, and bring healing. But it's a process. And when you've uh, been hurt and traumatized and all that, and it, it, that was a lifetime. 20 years was a lifetime. So it takes a while yes. for God to heal. It's not going to be like, you know, in one year I'm wonderful. No. For God to do something wonderful and lasting, sometimes it takes a while. And I sense that God is is getting ready for that, for you to bring the good things now. You've been through those dry places, that desert places in your understanding. 
and you're letting go and you're letting God come in. And so you're, you're starting to see the life. Just like that little pot of, of the sunflower, the dwarf sunflowers, you're starting to see life coming through your life. And, um, but you went through your darkness. Um, yes. Okay, so, so what else? What else would you like to share with your testimony? Oh, goodness. Just, I just encourage everybody, just don't despise the pain or the trials, you know, the testing, because it's hard. It's really hard, and it's very painful, um, but it's so worth it, like, to be, to have that intimate relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just don't lose hope and... God is, I'm telling you, God is so faithful. He is so, so faithful. So faithful. He is exactly who he says he is. And I just, I just have just all these experiences and with him and that. And he's faithful. You don't have yeah. to worry. You're anxious or None of it, you know. There's there's peace. He he is the peace that surpasses all understanding. And, mm-hmm. and all right. So um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, is there anything you want us to pray about tonight? Um, yeah, there's a relationship in my life that I'm. I just I'm trying to seek God's discernment on that and I think I've been waiting and you know just waiting for him but you know just I don't even know how to pray anymore I really don't well this is what happens as we we seem to be like a magnet for the those good things to come to our lives um, I feel that, you know, the times that I've been hurt, it's almost like it, it um, repels things from me. And so when I focus on my relationship with God deeper, um, and you just when you feel like, oh, this is really good and I don't want nobody else to mess it up, that's when that other person comes in because you're ready. You're ready. But God has to do a work in us first in order for us to be able to receive what we desire. I mean, he'll give you the desires of your heart, but your desires cannot over um, be over desiring God. This is one lesson that I learned. Uh, when I was desiring God, um, he gave me... Uh, I started, basically what what I learned was that when I started focusing on God, my desires started changing. They were no longer my desires. It was no longer I that was living, but Jesus was living in me. And when Jesus lives in you, your desires change to what he desires. And when that happens, then you attract what God wants for your life, his desires what he wants for you because you have that oneness with him. 
Um, I'll tell you an example of that many years ago, and I've mentioned this before. Um, I was living in Arizona, and I was a, a newlywed wife, and I didn't have uh, many years, um, and my husband was in the military. They had given him orders to go to, um, what was it, uh, Italy. And I was so scared. I couldn't I couldn't imagine myself going over there. And people were like, oh, but wait. I was like, I don't want to go over there. I was young. I was naive. I didn't know. I didn't want to be away from my from the United States, even though it was far from where my parents were and my family was. But it, I felt that it was easier for me to get to them than for all the way from Italy. I felt like that was in, like in Mars. So I didn't desire that. I didn't want that. Then... Um, we moved around, and we had different duty stations, and we ended up in California. And one day, I was worshiping the Lord. I was seeking him. And I was like, my focus was nothing but the Lord. And I was like, I felt like what you were saying, you know, I was so in love. I didn't want nobody else in, in our, my relationship. I wanted it just to be me and, and the Lord. And so mm-hmm. I had two children at that time. And as I sought him, my desires were like, whatever you want, Lord. And so all of a sudden I felt in my spirit, um, you're going to Italy. And I was like, okay, Lord. And I started praying, Lord, I want to go to Italy. And I was like, why did I say that? I want to go to Italy. All of a sudden I had a desire to go to Italy. And um, I prayed that, right? And then um, my husband comes in two weeks later. He says, guess where we're going? And I'm like, where? He says, we're going to Italy. And I was like, what? My my jaw dropped. I was like, I was praying about that. That was God. That wasn't me. That was the desire of God. But because I was one with him, his desires became my desire. And so we went. And God had certain things that I had to learn there. I had to give to others. There was uh, a lot of things that I began to learn to minister to people there, um, different ways of doing church. Um, there was many things, and uh, I loved it. It was it was uh, not what I thought it would be. And so um, the lesson was that my desires have to be his desires. And so that's just one example. There's many other things that I thought that were my will, that I wanted to do, my desires to do. And they were, in fact, later on, I realized that it was the Lord's desires to do these things in me because he had a purpose for it later on. And so as you learn to do that and you're content in, in what he wants, um, you're, you're going to change. Um, the other day, the, someone asked me, he says, oh, you, oh, well, you can get this and you can get that. And, you know, well, why don't you get this? And I go, well, uh, he says, well, why, why don't you ever want this? Or why don't you ever want that? And I go, why? well, because I've learned to be content with what I have, not what I want. I mean, if I'm always wanting something else, you know, I'm never going to be content. So I've, if I have it, I'm content. If I don't have it, I'm content. And so, and I realized that's so true. I'm content. You know, I don't need all these fancy things that everybody else has. I'm content because my focus is on God. It's about him. It's, on, it's not about 
the newest car or the best home or, or you know, if I'm married or if, if I have friends or if, if, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm content. I don't need these things to be content. All I need is God. As long as I have God, I have everything. And so God is teaching you to get into that place. And you're going to learn more and more. Um, but don't stay stagnant. Um, our hurt and pain can sometimes make us want to be isolated and away from others because it's so much easier. But sometimes it's not other people and it's not God. Sometimes it's us. The pain kind of causes us to stay away so we won't feel pain again. And so embrace the pain and go forward and embrace other people and embrace being around other people. We need each other. Amen? Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just lift up this relationship that Jennifer has, Father God. We just pray, Father God, for the other person that you would uh, touch them and and help them, Father God, to to be in the place that you want them to be, to embrace you, to to desire you, that his desires are your desires. And I pray for the same thing for Jennifer, Father God, that more and more of her desires become your desires, Father God. We can never have so much of you, Lord, your desires. It, we're we're not ever going to be in that place where we're perfect. So I ask you, Father God, give her more, give her more, and and help them, Father God, to line up with you so that they can line up with each other. So we thank you for that in the name of Jesus, for that perfect alignment in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I felt something with that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I felt something with that. Mm, yeah. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anything else, Jennifer? Um, no, I think that's all for tonight. Oh, God bless you, and you have a wonderful week. And uh, keep thank on you. praising thank the Lord. All right. God yes. bless you. You too. Okay. All right. Our next caller, 251-229, your name and where you're from. This is Sarah from Alabama. Sarah from Alabama. Okay. Let me put you on mute. <laughs> oh, give me one second. <laughs> Father God, Oh, I thank you, Lord, for Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. You know, Sarah, you are beautiful in God's eyes. You are beautiful in God's eyes. You are his princess. You're his princess. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. And, and not the way the world wants you to be beautiful, but the way the Lord wants you to be beautiful. You're beautiful on the outside, but your main, your beauty is coming from within. Because his light is shining upon you. 
When I see you like a house, a house with many rooms, and there's areas in your house, in your life, that God wants to go into, and he wants to fix with you. You know, like a husband and wife, they fix things together in the house to make the house look like just the way they like it, you know, and they're both in agreement to how this is going to be, you know, when you remodel a room. Uh, rooms or the whole house on the inside or on the outside. Um, but I see that there is a room that God wants to, he's taking you by the hand and he wants to go into that room because he wants to do some remodeling and because he loves you so much and you're, you're beautiful to him. And so he wants to make um, your, the home, your home, your garden beautiful, more beautiful you know, um, I have a friend, she loves, she, every time we talk, she's an older lady, um, and she loves uh, gardening. And uh, we laugh because um, when people talk to her, she goes, you know, and she'll explain, well, this is what you do here, and this is what you do there. And, you know, her garden is not all done, but she's in preparation of it, and she'll be putting that black tarp over it to make it not grow any weeds. So she weeds, she has everything being weeded out and puts the tarp. And then finally, when everything is done, then she's going to start planting. And so um, there's sections of that garden. There's sections of that garden. And God is our gardener. And so we allow him. Sometimes, you know, we don't allow him, just like certain lands, allowed itself to be planted. And there's other lands that are so rocky and so hard to, to do anything with it um, that it takes more work, that it takes more work because it's been abandoned. It's been uh, not allowed to be worked on for so long that it gets, like, so hard. Um, so she she's losing strength in her body. And so she's teaching other people how to go about doing it. And every time she goes and says something and explains how, how she, she does her gardening, she says, yes, because I'm a farmer. (laughs) So we laugh. Oh, she's a farmer. Every, every other word, you know, she'll say something. Yeah, because I'm a farmer. And so, but she has great ideas and she has locations where, certain things can be planted and other areas where they cannot be planted. There are certain seeds that can, that work well in, in a certain part of her, her house. Um, she'll put potatoes on the side of the house. She'll put um, bulbs on the, another side of the house. She knows where exactly the, the shade and um, the location of where she's planting things. And God knows where he wants to plant things in our lives. And so um, there's a, a time for remodeling, like in the home, and preparations for that, um, scraping of certain paint, um, sanding certain things, um, prepping it for, for um, straight lines and different things, cleaning this and doing that and preparing and then laying things on the floor so the floor won't get dirty. So there is preparation preparation and I sense that there's an area in your law in your life that God wants is taking you in he's taking you by the hand he's taking you in to prepare you 
to prepare you. He's preparing things because he has plans. He has a purpose and a plan right there in that 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 room in your in your heart in your life. And so I thank you, Lord, for her understanding of this and her yielding of of your purposes and your plan for her, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in Sarah's life. Thank you, Lord, because it's not finished yet. The best is yet to come. I felt that the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And and as you allow God to lead you in that preparation, as you allow him to lead you in that preparation, you're going to see the end result that is wonderful, beautiful. It may look not like what you want it to be, but it will. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Thank you, Lord, for her life. Thank you, Lord, for the lives of those that she touches, Father God. Oh, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All right. Sarah. I'm doing well. I'm blessed, you know, especially after hearing the word of God. I'm really blessed. Thanking the Lord for each and every day. Thanking the Lord for you being a Proverbs 31 woman and bringing the word. And the Lord is bringing the word through you. (laughs) So what is your testimony, Sarah? Well, I don't know if you've heard this one before, but I've got um, when I was in the wreck with an oil tanker. Did you hear that one? No. Okay. Um, this was back in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I was coming home, and I was uh, on the way to pick up Leah from school. And there is a place where all the oil tankers come and they kind of, you know, they do their thing where they go in and time. I had a collision with an oil tanker. And, wow, it happened so quick. All I could see was the sky. I was like, Lord. And I was saying as the car was doing whatever it was doing, I could see the tire go in the sky. And mm-hmm. my tire go in the sky, and I can see the blue skies, and all I can remember is saying is, Lord, if this is your time for me, you know, please take me in your arms. And then the car got to a stop, and it stopped between a tree and a fence. Mm. On diagonally across the road, it went. Now, <laughs> me, mind you, if there were cars that was coming because I went diagonally across uh, going east. There mm. were cars that were going to come head on, which I thank the Lord there wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. I 
wouldn't be here today to tell about it because they would have just been hitting the car and I would have been going every which way. And um, there was marsh and wetland around me, but I didn't land in it. Uh, after I said that, I quickly landed into a safe place of recovery. So um, I thought everything got hit on the car except for the pa- except for the driver's side. So I was like, right after saying those words unto the Lord, it stopped and it landed into yeah. a place of safety. Hallelujah! Wow. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Lord. And I got out of the car, and so I was thinking, wow, I know I'm going to be pretty messed up. And so um, my right leg, you know, was bruised up badly, but I was able to walk. I had two, I want to say one scratch on my forehead and one on my left arm, but only thing that got really kind of, uh, messed up with my right leg, and until this day, this, there hasn't been any problems with. Um, they will check it, but it hasn't been any problems with you want to call blood clots or any of that. And I'm just mm-hmm. I'm thankful to the Lord because with me, I was in a Honda CRV, the little box car light, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm telling you, with me and an oil tanker, I'm thinking, okay, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Wow. So after then, it was like I was living for the Lord, but it was just more and more of him started coming in. Boom, 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 boom. And I, this is when I became more equipped for his word, wanting more of his word, wanting more of um, him, wanting more of the daily bread, wanting more and more. And this was when my relationship just became, it became closer. I realized until this day, do you know that you uh, kind of, you know, when I look at the oil tanker, I'm thinking, how did that happen? It was Jesus <laughs> giving me reminded. another chance to get it right. <laughs> wow. It was him wow. protecting wow. and guiding. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Wow. Mm. Whoa. I mean, I'm listening to you because um, I know that recently I, I, my son experienced an accident and, and we found out that he had died and um, they had given a second call, but all this was done on his phone. They, they sent the message to his phone. They didn't have our information, so they sent the, the, the message to his phone. And so when he was better and he was able to um, answer his phone, there was a message that said that your son passed away. And then later on, a second message came, oh, he was stabilized. So mm. he realized he realized that um, God had spared him. But the Lord three days before had me praying for him. 
till, you know, about 3 or 4 in the morning. And I didn't understand what I was praying about. I knew that I was praying for my children, but there was like I was targeting him. And um, I just Hallelujah. felt it. And I just prayed in tongues. Because, and it was like I was agonizing. I was agonizing. And then all of a sudden, you know, it broke. Whatever I was praying about, it broke. So when this mm-hmm. happened, I realized that's what I was interceding for. That's what the Lord had me mm-hmm. interceding for. And so we have to be mm-hmm. paying attention to what the Lord is leading us. We can miss it by not praying when he leads us in his spirit. I know. I feel the tug. I know when the Holy Spirit is tugging me to pray. I just feel it in the, my belly. I feel it I like you know, in the middle of my, my chest over the my belly, I could feel it there. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I know uh, when God is leading me to pray, to pray in a, a different way, I may not understand it, so I pray in tongues. That's all you need. I've prayed for other situations with other people. I prayed in tongues. I didn't have to know everything. I didn't have to know everything. And then later on, somebody else, remember what we were praying about? And I go, yes and no, because I didn't know. I just prayed in mm-hmm. time. And go, well, it worked. <laughs> and then uh, breakthrough came. I didn't have to know. It's just when the Lord pushes you to pray, you better be obedient and pray. I know a sister that um, we were in Germany. And she was a prayer warrior, and she was praying for her husband. Her husband started going to church. He was a rascal. He was bad. And um, he got, the Lord got a hold of him, and he was so on fire for God, she kind of got jealous, and she started backsliding a little bit. But she says that one morning she was praying, and God had her interceding sometimes for people she didn't even know. And she saw this German man on a motorcycle, and she woke up. The Lord woke her up, and he was riding a motorcycle, and she just went back back to sleep. The Lord woke her up again, and she saw the man on the motorcycle in an accident. He had died. Mm. And she repented. She told him she repented because she knew that God was having her pray for that man, and she did not pray for him. And she mm. said, when God... When God tells you to pray, you pray. And then one day she says that she would, you know, pray any old way. And she was not dressed properly. It was like half naked. And she felt like the Holy Spirit told her to get dressed. <laughs> and so she did. She was more reverent. <laughs> and so um, she was funny. She was funny. But she did, you know, she would pray. She was like all of us. But, um. She really got jealous of her husband's walk with the Lord. She was praying all that time for him to get on fire for God. And then when the man was, she was a little jealous. And she was like, you know, oh. <laughs> she, she wanted something different. She didn't She didn't want the godly man. She just wanted more attention to herself, basically. So for those that are wanting to get married and this and that, you better want a godly man, but it's not going to be the way you want it. You know, if you want it for selfish reason, maybe that's why God is not giving you what you want. Now, if you're doing it for a God that you're both going to work together and for his kingdom, God can give you, you all that. But like this sister, you know, 
her 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 heart's desire were for her, not for the Lord. And so um, he was funny. This sister was funny. We I mean we really got close to a lot of people when we were in Germany because you know we didn't we weren't able to go out the way everybody else. You know we don't know the language, so um, you really get close to the people, God's people there, and God does a work in our lives um, when we're isolated from the normal people, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. yeah um, wow. So, what would you like prayer wow. for tonight? Well, I want prayer for uh, the kitties. Uh, let's call them that. Uh, for the children in the preschool. I just really want prayer for, um, you know, just as I do my work, I do it unto the Lord. Um, and that uh, for their protection while they're playing and, you know, and uh, Uh going by their curriculum, that I'm always there to, uh, that the Lord may be there to lead and guide me. And just really pretty much that I'll do my work as unto the Lord. And I wanted to make a comment before we go into Uh prayer, is that everything Uh the Lord had you to say, I did that on today. I was like really tell, talking to my aunt about the garden, and then I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get the rake, and then I'm gonna do this and that." I was talking about the garden, and then I was in my room like, "Okay, I'm gonna redecorate it." <laughs> oh yeah, my god, this is—it's is all spiritual. He's showing you things through the natural, what he wants to do spiritually within you. Oh, he uses he uses you for his glory. I tell you, I tell you, he uses people for his glory on PGN. Yeah. I tell you. Mhm. And whoever's mm. listening and wants to see, don't hang up. I'll get to you. I don't care how long. We'll we'll get to you. Don't hang up. A lot of people will call and they don't wait and they hang up and they don't realize. You know, I'm about to get them next. So, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, be like uh, Jacob. Jacob, you know, he fought with the angel of the Lord for his blessing. He went, and when he did, he got his blessing. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So let's pray for you, Sarah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you see Sarah's um, desire to keep these children safe. Lord, keep this preschool safe, Father God. These days, things are so weird. And uh, um, in in different places, Father God, we just pray for your angels to be around that preschool, Father God, uh, over and under and all around, up and down. Father God, wherever these children are, in the back, in the front, when their parents come to pick them up, when their parents take them home, Father God, that they are, are taken home safely, that no one does any harm to them, that any child that belongs to that preschool, Father God, be blessed. Father, in the name of Jesus, that your angels watch over them. I pray, Father God, for the workers, that you give them wisdom, that your peace be in that place, Father God, that these children will will sense the peace of God in that preschool, Father, in the name of Jesus. Watch over those little ones, Father God. Not only um, protect them, but help them to learn lessons in that preschool, Father God, lessons for for their next uh, school, Father God, that they will learn beautiful things, that they'll learn to be loving to each other, Father God, and help them, help the, the workers, Father God, to keep these children safe, Father God, 
but that most of all that your presence be there so much that they, they'll behave themselves, that they'll have peace, that they'll have joy, that they will love coming back, Father God, and that there will be so many children in that place, that Father God, that they'll have to turn people away and that they'll have to decide to open another preschool too. Just bless them. Bless them and bless Sarah, Father God. Give her the wisdom that she needs, Father, in the name of Jesus, to know and understand what to do for these children, Father God. Help her to have the eyes of eagles that she would see the things that others don't see. Help her to see what, what what's going on, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you give her that teaching spirit, Father God, that, that, that teaching spirit that she will teach the children in, in such a way that they will never forget the lessons that because it's the Holy Spirit working in her and through her in the name of Jesus. And so we thank you for Sarah. And we thank you also for her daughter, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you touch her hands and give her that the healing hands, Father God, the healing hands to bring healing, to bring uh, compassion that with her touch, Father God, that, that whoever she touches to help, Father God, as she's um, ministering to them in the hospital and wherever they may be, Father God, that they will sense the presence of God in her touch, in Jesus' name, in her look, in Jesus' name, in her speech, in Jesus' name. Help her, Father God, to learn all the lessons she needs to learn. Help her to remember everything that she needs to learn, Father God, so that she can pass her tests and that she can um, obtain what you want her to obtain, Father God, with this nursing degree. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, uh, we just thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in Sarah's heart. Thank you for what you're doing in the physical and also in the spiritual. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And give her eyes to see exactly what it is that you're doing in her. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Sarah. Anything else, Sarah? Uh, that'll be it. And may the Lord continue to lead and guide you and continue to uh, increase your knowledge and words and wisdom. And may you keep on traveling as the Proverbs 31 woman that you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You have a wonderful week. Okay, you too. Thank you. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you too. All right. 214-415, your name and where you're from. Hello, this is Barbara from Texas. Oh, Miss Barbara. (laughs) I'll put you on hold. I'll put you on hold and I'll come back. All right. Thank you, Lord, for for Sister Barbara, Father God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for her life, Father. In you know, I'm seeing the Lord is sending you support. It's almost like... Uh, it's almost like a cane. You know how when you use a cane that you put support on it so that you would uh, be able to do what you need to do safely? Well, I sense the Lord is sending you something like um, it's a support to help you to to get yourself safely to whatever you need to do. Um, maybe something spiritual, that cane maybe something spiritual, um, that God is using to bring support to you. 
It's a support so that you can safely walk. So you can safely walk. Uh, you know how the canes help us to stand up tall and to keep our balance. So spiritually speaking, it's for the support. It's to help you to be balanced. And I don't know if it's in the form of a person um, or, or I don't know what it is, but that's the picture that I have. Uh, I, I got um, a cane. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray that, that when she sees that support, that she will know in her spirit, Father God, that that is what you are talking about and that she, if it's a person, that she will allow that person, Father God, to, uh, to, to give her the support that she needs, Father God, that she will not um, um, not accept it. You know how sometimes, you know, when people hurt themselves and um, or, or, you know, as we get older, sometimes we need a cane for a little bit and sometimes we need it a lot. And so we don't want to be seen with that. And so uh, whether it's spiritual or, or a physical thing, I'm not sure um, that she will not uh, reject it, that she will embrace it because it's coming from you, from that support is coming from you in, in Jesus' name. So we thank you for her, Father God. Thank you for our sister in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Yiravosho Torovo Kuririan Dalamakai. Yiramakaravosho Dororo Kuririan Dalamakai. Thank you, Lord, for her life in Jesus' name. All right. Sister Barbara, what are you doing? How are you? I'm excited. I'm happy. And I was trying to focus more on spiritual side, but I'm also getting help in the natural. And I've had Are several you? people want to stop by and help me, um, like trim the yard, help the yard. Um, they, I called to check to see if everything was okay. They said, well, I hadn't forgot about you, and I'm going to come by there and make sure your whole yard is done. And I said, okay. Mm. And then I also got, um, I uh, blocked some calls because I wanted to rest and spend time in the presence of the Lord and go back to my quiet time and not have to depend too much um, on, you know, different things. But when God sends someone to rescue and to help you, um, sure, I'm going to accept it. Sure, I'm going to listen. Because I know that the Lord said, well, the older women are to teach the young, and I said, okay, mm-hmm. Lord. I said, but I still want that strength. I still want that that um, that support. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you know you need a jump. You got a car and the battery kind of <laughs> get weak a little bit, and you kind of uh-huh. like, okay, I need a little jump to get started, get that jump start. And I said, because all you know, that's all I. I said, okay. And I said, okay, I, I can get that push that way, you know. Because um, sometimes when you rest and you are obedient, then he'll start sending help your way to let you know that, find that alignment, find that balance. Uh, you give, 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 give out. Then you need to be fed. You need some help. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. thinking about all of that. And it's so it's both. So tell me, talk to me. I'm I'm excited. 
Yeah, don't and object that it's coming from the Lord. It is coming from the Lord. And, you know, like I was talking to Jennifer earlier, that, you know, sometimes, you know, we we want to be strong, but sometimes we cannot allow pride to, to get in the way from, from us not accepting help because that is pride, you know. But when we learn the way that the kingdom of God operates, and we allow others to to help us and to give to us, then things start happening. It's just, I mean, in other areas start, you know, moving. And even those that help, they get blessed too. They get blessed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we can't um, rob them of a blessing, right? (laughs) Right. So I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Don't everybody come at one time now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we do, like, we do. And up. that doesn't diminish our spirituality or or our, our anointing or anything. On the contrary, you know, um, it, it is a blessing because we always see the picture of Jesus being a servant. But we don't realize mm-hmm. that we have to allow other people to be a servant to us, to help us, and to, and, and, and to experience that you know, um, for themselves too. And so God, he's amazing. He just, I mean, it was, And you were so right. Was, you know, you are right on that because I I was offered some help with the yard and they even uh-huh. told me, if you don't have the money or anything, I'll do it for free. They said, I won't wow. charge you anything. And I was like, okay. I said, well, I'm not able to pay you like that. But when I got out there trying to do the um, weed eating, my arm uh-huh. got so tired. My it was the thing was so heavy, and I just walked mm. right through it. And I said, Lord, if I tear up the yard, oh well, I'm doing the best I can. So I realized <laughs> that I do need help. Uh-huh. I had to come to realization and said, Barbara, you can't do everything. Your body's been through much. So you're going to have to um, let go and let God. So I said, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Lord, and I that, saw that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, God, it's something different that God's working in your life. Um, and, and you know what? You're going to see. You're going to see the blessing. You're going to see the blessing that you, you, that you never thought that you could see through that. But it is a good blessing. It's like I I tell you that I haven't been able to to do a lot of things, and I've been blessed. Uh, the Lord has blessed me through other people, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I was like, oh, you know, because you think that oh no, you have to be strong, and you can't you know uh, allow yourself because you can't seem to be weak. But no, but when you are weak, he is strong. When you mm-hmm. are weak, he is strong. <laughs> wow, and you know what that is? That I needed to hear that tonight. I really did because I was so weak trying to finish the yard and do everything and take the scissors <laughs> and cut around my little mini picket fence because one side was mm-hmm. growing up, the other side. I said, Lord, I'm used to everything. I'm used to perfection. And so, you know, I like the things to be excellent. And one of my flowers were leaning. It was so tall. And the young man, when he did do my my yard last, he went in the middle of the street, got me an old stick that fell off from the tree from the rain, and he took it, and it looked like a Y shape. And he took it and put the flower on the inside to help it stand up really straight instead of leaning. And I laughed. I was like, I had never thought of that because that that flower was tall as 
from my leg all the way up to the top of my half of, halfway up my thigh. And I said, that's a tall wow. flower, just one tulip. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and I didn't want to ask him to keep coming. Aww. Yes, ma'am. So yeah. I feel kind of but die. Well, you don't know where the Lord is going to lead that. Um, if if there's going to be a conversation that will touch that person, you know, and that's where your anointing kicks in. But if your anointing is always wanting to be in what I can do, I can do, I can do, you're going to push out the people that God is trying to bring close to you for mm-hmm. you to minister to them. In whatever way, it could be, you know, with a touch, a word or an encouragement, um, a word of, um, you know, to edify them, um, mm-hmm. maybe some food to bless them with. We never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a dessert. We, we have to be so sensitive to what, but if we're too busy doing, 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 doing things that we can't do, that we have to allow other people to do, then how can God use us? We're, I mean, we're not mm-hmm. super women, you know. Well, in God we are. <laughs> he gives us the, the mm-hmm. super ability to do things, but, you know, we have to use his wisdom to do that. So today's word is uh, when I am weak, he is strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's his strength. It's his strength. It's his arm that's going to get the job done, whatever it is, and that whatever anyone else does to try to Step all over us. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's going to be overturned. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you have a testimony for us tonight? Well, I was listening um, at you guys talk, and I do have a testimony. I got uh-huh. a miracle check in the mail. It wasn't much, <laughs> but it was more than what I expected. And so I paid tithes off of it, and then I put the rest up for his feed. And um, mm-hmm. and I was the first person I thought about when I said, thank you, Jesus, I thought about you. <laughs> it was, yes, I said, my little $110. I said, I got a miracle truck. And you know what? I needed food. I needed gas. And I and I, I paid my little tithes off of it, and then I said, now I got to plant my seed to profit Randy now. So I said, I'll have mm-hmm. something to give each week. It's not much, but mm-hmm. it's from my heart. So I'm wow. grateful. Thank you, Jesus. So I've you been see, and smiling those and are in school, Those that are in school that need money, you know, God's going to come through for you, but you have to believe, you know, for books. I can I tell you, God helped me to pay for my school, for books. I mean, it, it came from different places, and I was like, wow. Do you know that my son, uh, my middle son, when he was in uh, going to college, he says, well, um, you don't have any money to send me to college. And I'm like, don't worry. You know, God will provide. And um, he started looking for grants and this and that. He had so many grants that had accepted him. That he had to return some of them back. He got his schooling paid for. Everything was paid for. His books, his dorm, every, everything. And not once, not not once with uh with the bachelor's. He also got a master's. And everything was paid for. So, if he did it for my son, he could, and he did it for me, he can do it for you. 
whoever is listening. Amen? And so Amen. we just have to trust in the Lord, you know. All right. Yes, so do you need any prayer for okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, I heard you were talking to the sister last, and um, I said, Lord, keep on preparing me and getting me ready for my mate. So I said, I'm just going to get um, Ms. Carmen to pray. And PGM right. for touch and agree that God is mm-hmm. preparing me. Father God, um, and I also pray for the brothers and sisters that are maybe listening to this show tonight, um, whether now or later on, Father God, the, on, on the archives, Father. We just ask you, Father God, for those that want mates, Father God. And I'm saying a corporate prayer for not only Sister Barbara, but for others, Father God that are desiring to have that made up. But I pray, Father God, that, that, that their desire be your, in you, your desire, Father God, that as they desire you, that you will bring in all the things that they need, uh, the mates, Father God. But I pray that they not be just regular mates, but they be special mates, mates that just love you above anything, Father God, because a man or a woman that loves you will love their spouse. And so, Father God, this spouse that that the Sister Barbara is um, praying for, Father God, I pray that, Father God, it'll be the perfect spouse, that this spouse will be hearing from you and know that they know that he's the one and she will know that she knows that they are the one. And I, I pray, Father God, protect them from any um, Ishmael's, um, anything that may appear to be um, from you and is not. I pray that you give her, uh, give all of them uh, eyes to see and ears to hear um, from you, Father God, to know the real deal in Jesus' name, that they will not fall into the wrong hands in Jesus' name. So we thank you, Father God. Draw them in, draw them in for your glory. And Lord, do it soon because there's so many things happening now. We need to be um, working together, Father God, for your glory. And we need companionships also, Father God, because you don't want anyone to be alone. So we thank you for that. We thank you for the spouses um, that are coming in Jesus' name. We call them forth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right, Sister Barbara. Thank you, amen, for the kingdom, kingdom work to be done. So I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. And I heard when you were praying, I heard the Lord say formulated. He said, I'm formulating a mate. Just for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever yes. that word means. You know, like, mm, he's working on it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. He's working on it. Yeah. All right. All I mean, right, sister. Love you. Blessing. Love you. Love us. All right. Next caller, 504-282. Your name and where you're from. Hello. Hello, it's Nicole from Louisiana. Oh, Nicole. Okay. From Louisiana. Give me one moment here. Let's see. All right. Let me put you on hold and then I'll get back to you. All right. Thank you, Lord, for Nicole from Louisiana, Father God. We just thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for for the smarts, for the smarts. Thank you, Lord, for for that that intelligence that you give her, Father God, to to, uh, 
walk in your ways and hear from you, Father God. I, I see, Father God, that you're giving her, that's what I'm hearing, the smarts, the smarts. You are smart. You are smart. Even though you may think sometimes you're not, you are smart. You may have failed, but God says you are smart, and you're going to make good decisions. You're making good decisions. Good decisions in Jesus' name. Great decisions in Jesus' name. All for the glory of God. Thank you, Lord, for that that intelligence. Thank you, Lord, because she filled her mind with the word of God. And as she does, Father God, she sees that the word of God makes her smart. (laughs) And that's where she gets her smart. In Jesus' name. It's almost like you are opening the word of God and and I see like light coming up from from the word of God and it's shining on your face. And you're like, Oh wow, I didn't know. It's so have you ever seen these shows where they, they have uh, children's programming and, and and where a book may open up and um and this is what I'm seeing, where a book opens up and the child sees the book and is so wowed by what it sees in the book and it's like an adventure. And so I see that that God is opening his word up to you and, and you know and that word is shining on your face and you're like wow because you're finally getting it. You're seeing, you're seeing the light, you're seeing what it means. And so I thank you, Father God, because you're opening her eyes to many things. You're making her understand that that's what I'm seeing. That there's an, an understanding, Father God, that's coming out of all of this of reading your uh, your word. And so I thank you, Lord. I pray that you give her more, that your Holy Spirit give her more, Father God, to understand, uh, to have that understanding of your word. Thank you, Father God, that as her eyes are enlightened, that her feet are enlightened. It's almost like, you know, <laughs> you know those uh, glow-in-the-dark sticks where you break them and then you shake them and then they glow? That's what I see, like, uh, as you read the Word of God, it just causes your eyes to see and glow, and, and it goes through your, your, your body and into your, your feet, and you're able to see with your glowing to be able to see where you're going. <laughs> you're glowing to be able to see where you're going. So we thank you, Lord, because your Word is a light onto our path. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word in Jesus' name. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. Nicole, how are you? I'm blessed. Thank you. God bless you. I, I receive how are that you? word. and. And that, I thank you for that prayer. Um, I'm good. It's so funny. It's not funny, but it is uh, <laughs> that you mentioned, like, intelligence, you know, something I struggled with my whole life is, you know, kind of doubting my, my intelligence. Cause I've always struggled with, like, focus and clarity, but, you know, I do remember um, 
when I really dedicated a lot of time to studying God's word, my brain improved. And so um, and my mm. thinking and everything improved. And, you know, he just gave me lots of um, wisdom that I did not have before. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm just, I'm just super grateful. And then all of a sudden people would come to me randomly and they would just say, you are so intelligent. Wow, you're so smart. Um, but that makes it smart. It never <laughs> used to happen. It never used to happen until like I really got into God's word, and I would just want to read all wow. day long. Um, so, so now that I'm a mom, it's a little harder for me to study as much as I used to. Um, but that is something I do want to do more of it again. And so, mm. you know, I received that word and that prayer um, because. I'm ready to get back to that. Mm, praise the Lord. So you got your word and you and you understand. And I think that this word is also for other people to understand that it is for them too. That it that God's word makes us what we're not because we we are nothing without God. We can do Amen. all things through Christ who strengthens us, and He's the one that that receives the glory for whatever he does in our lives. But we have to acknowledge that and give him the glory and not take the glory because sometimes, you know, we think we're, we're like the saying goes, we think we're so bad. We're um, all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. us. It's the, Lord. it's the Lord. So, oh, wow. Uh, do you have a testimony for us? Uh, a testimony of maybe how you got saved or anything else? Uh, I do actually. So I was um, recently at at work. It's just been really, really challenging and difficult. And um, I remember mm-hmm. who was I want to say it was Debbie or Deborah. She was she was praying over me, and she said, "You know, God's really going to give you keys, and you know, opportunities are just going to open up to you. It's going to be like you're not even." You're just going to walk up the doors, and they're just going to open. You don't even need the key, really. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. you're just going to open up. So, you know, I really have just been working and, um, you know, just trying to do my due diligence with, with caring for my clients. Um, I'm not really looking for promotion. I'm just looking to do the best I can do for God. Um, and on, I was feeling really exhausted and kind of, discouraged on I think it was Friday and then um, I got called into the CEO's office of this large facility and um, and he told me that you know my work efforts are being recognized throughout the state and um, they're going to basically announce it to um, everyone in the Department of Health and I was just really really um, excited about that and you know praising God for it because I know it was him because the night before I had just said a prayer like Lord refresh me and give me encouragement and yeah. um, the next the very next day that's when you know I received that news and so you know I honestly just believe that you know God has given me favor um, in, in this yeah. position and in many other ways it's just like 
just access to things that I'm not really working as hard as I normally would, like speaking after it. I'm not literally speaking after any acknowledgement or intention. And, you know, I always remind them that, you know, I'm only doing Mm -hmm. it in service to people that I work with. So, you know, I just praise God for that and, you know, just want to encourage anyone else out there who's feeling discouraged for doing, um, you know, and doing good. Um, a lot of times we go, we grow weary in well doing, and um, mm-hmm. you know, we, especially as Christians, we're not looking for acknowledgement or a pat on the back, but it is a lot, um, you know, to pour out, mm-hmm. especially when God, you know, pours into you so He can use you. Um, and so you do get yeah. discouraged and, and worn out along the way, but you know, God is faithful and He'll send and use people to encourage you um if you ask if you're if you're really getting weary and well doing exactly asking for a, a exactly. new win a fresh win of encouragement um and yeah. you'll do it in your small ways just you know remain humble and give all the glory to him but um don't be afraid to ask god for that that encouragement and reminder that you're on the right path and you know he's you're, you're doing his will and it's pleasing him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just yeah. need to know that we're pleasing God. Yeah, and and um, when we feel that way, for those that are feeling that way, that's sometimes a signal for us to to realize that maybe we're doing things in the flesh. We're doing things in our own strength, and mm-hmm. and that is a little cue for us so that we can you know draw draw from the Lord um, mm-hmm. and stop struggling. Because we we don't realize mm-hmm. that we're struggling, and you're like, what's happening? What's going on? Well, get on your knees and pray and seek the Lord. Say, Lord, I don't know why this is. A help me, show me, uh, lead me, mm-hmm. guide me. You know, show me what, what I'm supposed to do. Maybe I need someone else. Sometimes we need other people to to help us. Uh, we we are not meant to do this on our own. And and Amen. and like I was talking about pride, sometimes uh, you know it's so easier for you to think that you can do things by yourself. But you know what? That can also lead you to pride. Um, Amen. To thinking that you're the one that's doing it, and God doesn't uh, won't allow that. God won't allow you to be there for very long. You're gonna get frustrated because you gotta understand, it's through others, it's through getting out of yourself. Um, it's mm-hmm. recognizing that you can't and that it's God that can. He'll use other people. Um, he needs you to mm-hmm. reach out to him um, because if everything went perfect, you doing it, then you get to that point where, oh, I don't need God. I'm I'm getting satisfied by all the things that I'm doing. And that's, God's mm-hmm. not going to let you stay there. So when you see mm-hmm. yourself frustrated, hey, you got to say, okay. There's some either pride here or, you know, um, I'm doing things my way, which is pride, and not God's mm-hmm. way. So I have to get back, back where God wants, back on track. Like I, I'm always saying, let's get back on track. <laughs> I'm getting off of Amen. the track. <laughs> Amen. So um, that if you're struggling, whoever's listening, if you're struggling with that, maybe you're doing things in your own strength. Maybe you're not realizing it. Um, and God is trying to get you back where you're supposed to be. Amen. So um, he makes us that It's not us doing things. He's the one mm-hmm. with his word. He's the one that makes us 
uh, opens our eyes. And then when our eyes are open, it just goes from from our minds to our hearts to our walk. So uh, thank you, Jesus, for that. Is there anything you want to pray about or a testimony, another testimony? <laughs> um, I don't have another testimony. Um, I would, you know, just like to ask for more prayer, um, you know, protection. I'm in the process of uh, trying to get licensed and my current position and just, just prayer that, you know, God keeps me and protects me from any attacks. Um while I'm in the process of, of completing this um, assignment. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just lift up, lift up the call, Father God. We just thank you, Father God, because you give her the wisdom that she needs, Father God. She's entering into a new um, area in her life, Father God, that um, she's calling out on you for wisdom, Father God, for more wisdom for uh, protection, Father God, from what the enemy may try to be doing, Father God, that, that from stopping her from getting to the place that she needs to, Father God. We just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, for guiding her steps, that as she seeks you, your word, that your, her steps are going to be guided by you. And we thank you, Father God, for this license that she needs, Father God. Help her, Father God, to to uh, understand and know everything that she needs to to put down for that license, Father God, that she will know exactly what she needs to do, and that it'll that you will enlighten her, Father God, to to know what she needs to do to get that. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God, for leading and guiding her. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, and also the protection of her children, Father God. Oh, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And any future children. Children and children, future children. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Anything else, sisters? No, that's it. Um, I thank you so much right. for praying for me. You're I know there's others waiting line. Okay. All right. It's always a pleasure. God bless you. Have a wonderful it's a week. Pleasure. Right. God bless you. Bye bye. All right. Uh, three two one two three zero. Your name and where you're from. Hi, this is Aunt Louise calling from New York. Oh, so, okay. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let me put you on mute. Thank you, Lord, for unfolding. Father God, we just thank you for her in Jesus' name. The Lord says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will lift you up with my victorious right hand. I am the one that's going to help you. Don't look around. Don't fear. For I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. I am with you. I am with you. Do not be dismayed. The enemy is trying to make you fear. 
I don't know what it is that you're seeing, but I see uh, I see you. And it's almost like you're trembling, but don't don't fear. The enemy is a liar. The enemy is a liar. The enemy is a liar. He he roars, uh, seeking someone to devour. But don't believe him. You know he's a he's roaring, but no, don't believe him. He has to be careful because when the lion of Judah roars, that's something else, and that's what the Lord wants you to do. When you are fearing, just um, um, praise him, praise him, and you'll see how these things will dissipate. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Turn on the music. Turn on the music. We'll start worshiping him and praising him. You know what Judah means? It's praise, praise. The lion of Judah, when the lion roars, the enemy scatters. Enemy scatters. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. And that's a lion roar, the lioness of Judah, the lioness. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, the lion has lionesses around, right? And they roar. When they roar, you know, and the lion doesn't do anything until he has to do something, but it's the lionesses that do most of the work around, right? So he wants you to open your mouth roar and scatter the enemy, you know, with your praises. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I got I to gotta get Antolise on. Let's see. Let's see what's her number. All right. Thank you, Lord. Hello, my dear. How are Hello. you? I'm doing okay. Uh, how... All right. Uh, you have a testimony a... for us? Um, not... I don't have much to say, but I can say some something. I know um, when you were speaking about um, not being in fear, something because... Um, I, okay, so things are going well for me right now, but mm-hmm. it's been like something where, like a something making me feel like, oh, things are going so well that something's going to go wrong. So I don't know, you know if that's, that's evil. That's called evil foreboding. It's called evil mm-hmm. foreboding, and that's, that has to do with fear. It's like um, that you feel like something bad's going to happen when it's not even, nothing's happened. So mm-hmm. that's a form of uh, fear. And that is a form of fear. The evil foreboding, you're, you're like almost predicting that something bad is going to happen. You're foreboding, you're, you're pre- predicting that it's going to be. As a matter of fact, let's look for that word in a minute. Okay, so we can see. Evil for voting. Let's see what it says. What is the meaning of evil for voting? Um, uh, well, in the Bible, uh, evil for voting means the act of one who forebodes an evil, an omen, a prediction, a presentiment, especially of coming evil. Let's see what it says. Um, in the regular diction, a feeling of impending evil, disaster, an omen, or a portent. Let's see what else. 
uh, foreboding thought. Um, a foreboding is an, a glimpse of or a feeling that bad things are going to happen. It's a premonition or look into the future. And that's not of the Lord. That is, mm-hmm. that's a spirit of, of fear that's making mm-hmm. you think that, you know, um, it, uh, you know, causing you anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. it, it causes you like uh, depression and panic and, you know, all those uh, things, you know, it's like a mental state. But you know how you do, you deal with that? With the word of God and with praise. You push that out. Remember um, David when he was uh, called in by Saul because he he was tormented, and 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 evil foreboding torments you because it makes you feel you know worried. You're like, oh no, mm-hmm. this is gonna happen. You feel like a type of torment. You know, this is gonna be this is bad for me, and um, and it messes with your brain. It messes with your your mind. It doesn't let you have peace, and so. Um, mm-hmm. The, David was called in to play music for Saul, and he would he loved having David around because he would worship, and the worship would make those spirits go away, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that also has to do with suspicion or the uh, fear of the future of harm or or misfortune. It says here, a pessimist who is always overcome by a sense of foreboding before flying on an airplane. Dread, anxiety, worry. So um, those are spirits, and they attach to each other worry, anxiety, depression. Uh, uh, it invites other spirits, like uh, bipolar, uh, uh, different things. And so we, you come against that with worship. When you worship, you play worship music, you worship the Lord, you know, praise. Praise the, uh, is the word, uh, the Lion of Judah. Judah means praise, and and the lion. What does lion? You know, he roars, right? So mm-hmm. we have to praise. We have to praise him, and all these things. You know, his presence comes in when when uh, we praise, and the enemy goes out. He can't stand it when there's praise. He doesn't like it when God is being praised. He wants the mm-hmm. praise for himself, but when it's for God, he can't stand it. He gets a weak. The enemy gets weak. You want to weaken the enemy? Praise the Lord. Praise him. You don't want the rocks to praise him. You don't want the rocks to shout out. You want you want to be the one to praise him. Right? So I, I believe right. that what God is trying to, is giving you the strategies here of what you need to do. And this is not just for now. Um, mm-hmm. It is for the rest of your life. It's for all of us. You know, anxiety, when it hits you, it just uh, causes a whole bunch of, and they say stress is is, is a number one killer. Um, it does a whole mm-hmm. bunch of things to your brain. It just makes the little trees, you know, you got to see the branches of your, of your brain, um, the connections that your brain does. It's like a tree. And when you let anxiety, fear, and stress come into your, into your being, it just makes those little connectors shrink up and shrivel up and that eventually people that walk in that for a long time start start getting dementia it just decreases mm-hmm. everything in your brain so you know it does a whole bunch of things to the different parts of your brain and makes it it shrinks it and it doesn't let it connect the way it's supposed to be 
So when you pray, they've done studies of that. When you um, when you start praising, it does, they they can see that there's some connections, and this connects with that, and it's almost like your brain grows. They say that as you get older, your brain kind of shrinks. But for the people mm-hmm. that are constantly reading and and doing even word puzzles and um, thinking positively, but not positively in your own strength, positive in the word of God, with the worship, with the word, filling yourself with what God has for you. Those things push those other things out. This is this is uh, strategies for the rest of your life. This is not a one-time deal. This is the way we're supposed to be living. Okay? It's not, you know, that I'll do this for a little while and this goes away. No. You got, if you, you can, find yourself a church that knows how to praise. <laughs> find yourself a church that knows how to praise. It will do wonders for you. You go from week to week, you go to church. People that, you know, get into all these this type of trouble with fear and all this stuff, anxiety and depression and all that stuff. I mean, one thing pulls the other, the other, the other. Um, it's very, very degrees um, depending on what the person is doing, right? And um, But if they're constantly praising and they're constantly in the word, guess what? The enemy has a hard time getting in. If you're mm-hmm. filled with God, if your house, you know, the other night I was talking to Prophet Randy, and let me look for that scripture. Um, I can't remember where that scripture is. Um, let's see. Give me a minute. Um, let me see. Uh, this is really good. Give me a minute, like cause this. I think, um, I think it's in Matthew twelve. Let's see. No, it's, is it twelve? Okay, but the unclean spirit does not. It's in, in uh, chapter, I think it's in chapter 12. Let me see if I find, okay. Mm, well, basically, this is what the scripture is talking about, that it, uh, the demons, a person gets, uh, Jesus was talking about describing the, the truth about demon possession um, and how when a person uh, gets delivered, right, from a demon, what ends up happening, the demon will try to come back, right? And it, it finds the house all swept and clean, and it wants to come back in. The thing is that the house, we're the house, and it, it has to be swept and clean, but it has to be filled with the right occupancy. It has to be filled with God. Because if it comes in and finds that it's not filled with God, it's going to try to come in and say, oh, it's my house. And I've seen deliverances where demons will say, she's mine, she's mine. <laughs> and you're not theirs. But you also have a responsibility of filling yourself with the word, praising him. The house has to be filled with, with praise. Filling yourself with God, with his word, with his ways, with praise and worship and all the other things, you know, going to church, you know. Um, but if you don't, then, you know, you leave yourself open for the enemy to attack you. So that's why mm-hmm. I say this is not a one-time thing. This has to be an ongoing thing every day, every, every, every time, all the time. 
You know, sometimes you can't, so just put worship music on. Before you know it, you're just worshiping, you're mm-hmm. praising. You know, it'll get you going. I know I know what I'm telling you because it mm-hmm. happened to me. And when I mm-hmm. fail to to do those things, guess what? I feel that, that, that you know, mm-hmm. it wants to, you know. And we get bogged down with, with life and doing this and doing that. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added on. If we're not seeking God the way we're supposed to, God knows that we're busy. God knows that we're mothers. God knows that we have a job. God knows that we have, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're married, you know, that you have a husband. Mm-hmm. God knows that you have to take care of, of your responsibility because you may be a single person. God knows, mm-hmm. but put him first. And you'll see that everything else will fall in place. Worship him, praise him, you know, find time in the morning, put the music on, start, you know, spending time with him. You'll see that you'll feel mm-hmm. so much better. And a lot of the things that, that people think that are needing medication is not medication. It's not medicine. It's God. It's a void of God. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm not saying that, you know, you're, you're, you're void of God, but there's some things that, Sometimes we don't realize that that is part of the strategy against the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's a strategy. We're soldiers in the army of God, and God trains us so that we know how to fight the enemy, how to fight the enemy in our lives, fight the enemy in our families, fight the enemy in our cities, fight the enemy in, in all areas of our lives. So, you know, there's different levels and different things. So, but without the word, there's no victory. We have to fill ourselves. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, I lost my place here. All right. Let's see. Mm. <laughs> I'm all over the place. All right. Um, are you understanding? Um, yeah, are you, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't care how how. Long you've been in the the things of the Lord, the enemy's sneaking. He'll try to creep mm-hmm. in again and keep it, mm-hmm. and bring us to the place where we once were before. And you're like, I thought I learned this lesson, and I didn't. And you know, and you're sometimes right. that's why we need each other to refresh each other to, mm-hmm. to get us, you know, back on track. <laughs> you're right. You Absolutely yeah, right. I, you know, I know because it's happened to me. And then I'll hear a, a preacher or a brother or sister say something, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's a kick in my booty. I need to get right. that in my place. You know, so I'm not telling you anything different that, that none of us know. You know, we all yeah, fall no, I, Yeah, you I know? appreciate you. Like you said, sometimes we need to hear it. It helps yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the good thing of the prophetic. It, it targets what the enemy's trying to do. And mm-hmm. so this is what the enemy's been trying to do with you. And so now you know. Go, soldier. Go do what you, you need to do. Go praise him. Go praise him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Amen. So, Thank do you. Do you want to give a testimony, or do you have anything else to, that you want to pray about? Um. Yeah, I would like prayer about um, this new project that I'm, like, working on. It's, like, a a, a project that I want to do, like, in my community with young women. I, um, Ooh. I, I 
I didn't, like, really know. Actually, I reached out to someone that I thought could possibly help me some, and they did give me, like, some pointers and some tips, and they said that they would, um, you know, get back to me soon with some things that could help me, like, as far as sponsorships and programs. And um, it's something mm. that I've been wanting to do a, a while. Um, one of my um, – well, actually, I wanted to do it, and then COVID happened. Then I moved out of state, mm. and now I'm back home. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to get, like, everything back going with that so that I can start this program to help young women. I think, like, it, I, we really could use it where I live. <laughs> so, yeah. I just, you know, and um, your experiences are going to help them also because you're, you're going to experience, you're going to come into contact with um, those young women that may have um, experienced a lot of the things that you have in the past. And so mm-hmm. those things that you have gone through are not for not. God is, is, is going to use that so that you could be able to minister mm-hmm. to them. So, but if you don't know how to do it yourself, when you learn to do it, then you're, you're able to, to, to show it so that they know how to do it. It's like I say, you can lead a, a horse to the waters to drink, but, you can't make the mm-hmm. horse drink. The horse needs to want to drink, right? And so mm-hmm. you right. can teach a person to fish, but it's better to teach the person how to learn how to fish instead of giving them the fish, right? So you're going right. to be teaching these girls how to fish for themselves, how to do things, and at the same time uh, draw them to the kingdom of God. Because without the God in their life, they're not going to be able to do all the things that you teach them, you know, that are in the world. is not going to make any sense to them. So I believe that God is going to use you to minister um, the things of God, too. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, mm-hmm. we just thank you for Aunt Elise and her heart's desire. You give her the heart's desire that are your desires, Father God, to minister to young women to set them in the ways that they, they need to go, Father God, sort of like when you have children that you train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart. But these are young women that she wants to minister to, young women that may have never had anyone to, to teach them the right ways, the, the, the things that they need to do uh, to, to make it in this world. Father, I just pray that, Father God, I thank you, Father God, for that that mother's heart that you, you're giving Aunt Elise, Father God, to nurture the young women, Father God. I just ask you, Father, in the name of you, that you give her more, that you give her the divine connections that she needs to help her to get to where she needs to go, to do what she needs to do, the, to, to put together her heart's desires that are coming from you, Lord. I ask you, Father God, put the right people, Father God, get connected with the right people. Let her be in the right place at the right time, Father God. Help her, Father God. I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that even what Mm -hmm. the enemy meant for evil, that you're going to turn it around for her good and for the good of others in her life, Father God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in her life, for that desire that desired from heaven in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I see it. I see it. I, I just press through. And you know what? The enemy doesn't like that. But mm-hmm. understand that 
when God is for you, who can be against you? Who can be against you? When God is on your side, he's the majority. He's the strong arm. (laughs) Amen. He's the strong arm that you need, that no man can do. (laughs) No man's arm can do what God's arm. I I see God's arm like muscular. (laughs) He's the one that's going to come through for you. Amen. Amen. Anything else you, you, uh, would you like to say? Um, I can't think of anything right now. I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, you let us know and keep on calling and letting us know how we can pray for that. That is a good, that's an awesome thing. That I believe that's of, of the Lord mm-hmm. to help the young women. That That's very much needed. So um, continue calling us so that we can pray for you for that. That is an awesome thing. All right, sister. Well, God bless you. Thank you for calling. God bless you, too. Have a good night. All right. You, too. Bye-bye. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, 225-270, your name and where you're from. 225-270. Sorry, this thing is a little slow. Hello? Yes. Hello? Your name and where you're from. Giacomo from Louisiana. All right. All right. Let me put you on mute. All right. I'll come back to you. Thank you, Lord, for Sister Jacqueline from Louisiana, Father God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. You know, I'm seeing, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm seeing like, like you're bored, and I see that the Lord is touching your, your mind, your, your thoughts. And um, and uh, giving you creative ideas, new ideas, um, because you're feeling like bored. The Lord says, "No, I have things for you to do. I have things for you to do." And so I see the Lord is giving you creativity, creativity, things to create, things to to make that you thought you didn't, you couldn't do. But that you're you're creating, and, and um, for some reason that is stirring, you know, that art artistic side of you, for some reason. Um, I'm not sure for what's the reason for that, but um, I see. I don't know if you're involved in something with art or um, or creating something, but uh, I just see that that's coming from the Lord. That that's not you, and that you 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 felt like oh no you know I don't I feel bored I don't know, but I feel like the Lord is touching you and giving you that creative side that's being activated in your life. So I thank you, Lord, for the the activation of that creativity, the art. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. That's uh, going to stir some things in your spirit. You know, that that's really much like the Lord. The Lord is very creative. He's always creating things. So, um, you know, he's making new things. And and 
even the skies, you know, when you look at the skies, um, where I live, I look from the mountains to the skies when the sun is setting, and every sunset is so different, never the same, never the same. So I'm just sensing that God is, you know, doing something like that in you, helping you to, um, touching you to, to, to be creative. And it's not going to be the same. One thing is not going to be the same with the other and whatever it is that he's going to have you do. So I thank you, Lord, because he's stirring your creative juices, you know, that art in you, in Jesus' name. And that is from the Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Jacqueline, Amen. how are you? God bless you. All right. How are you? What's well, that you? is true. That is true. I am bored. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> well, but I've been uh, writing down scriptures and reading, so that helped. I mean, I got Can a I big old thing on that. Huh? Have you, have you ever, you know, this is what I'm sensing. Have you ever done uh, paintings or art? No, I'm not often to art. Okay. I'm painting. Uh, have you? Have you ever tried it? I, I tried. Mean, you I, you know, I have tried to uh, draw, but I'm not much on drawing. <laughs> mm. and I'm uh, not do you much go to church? Of, I go to church sometimes, and I do a lot do of writing do? and reading. Oh, I really? start doing that, and then, yeah, because I got a big old, big old thing full of number scriptures. Like I go look up something on prayer, I go look up something on wisdom, and I just label the the papers, and I put them in order, and I've been reading uh, stuff, uh, reading Bible verses and stuff like that. I read books. Have you ever done art and put the scriptures in in your artwork, you know, like uh, put a scripture and and do a painting around it? No, I never did that. Have you ever tried it? Are you willing to try it? I tried, but I never did it. I, I yeah. tried. Well, that was the first I'm time. Not, I'm not nothing on drawing, but I got a, nep- a nephew can really draw. Oh, so it's in the family. Oh, all right. Well, maybe you can. Um, have you ever heard of calligraphy? Color? Calligraphy. It's like. Um, drawing something, no. uh, write something, but in a fancy um, style, and it, you have to learn the pattern of how to do the calligraphy. You use special pens, and you may want to start doing that. I I remember this is what I'm getting now. I remember a cousin that started doing that, and now she does beautiful handwriting. You know, with calligraphy, like the old-fashioned handwriting. Um, and that's so beautiful in artwork that can be put in. Um, also, um, I'm getting the flags in church. You know, sometimes uh, when there's worship, um, there's art, uh, people um, taking flags and just waving it for the Lord. That is also another way of worship. Um, you can take uh, praise music and start, you know, dancing for the Lord with your flags, but Make a, a flag and start worshiping with the flag, you know. Um, okay. There's also, uh, yeah, it, I've seen um, artists, people just 
listening to worship music and painting, and they get inspired to paint something. Um, I do listen to worship music. Yeah, I do that. I, lo- yeah, I love you music. You can create things. I mean, it doesn't have to be you can be something else. If, if I go into that stage where I'm bored, I listen to music. Sometimes I go walking and listen to music. Well, I just started back walking this week. But I got kind of lazy oh. on that. But I started back walking <laughs> okay. this week, so sometimes I put the mu- I put the music on this week to listen to. Oh, oh okay. That sounds good. Um you can get art things even at the dollar store while you learn to. to I try to sing, but I'm not much on singing though. I can't sing. I wish I could. Uh, well, I mean, uh, well, the Lord, I, it's I, for I, the Lord. I was going to find some art. I do have a yeah. uh, a, uh, a Bible book. It got the it got well, it got uh, writing in, and then they have pictures in. I do have one of them. It's an old book, but I still have it. I've never colored in it. Mm. I mean, there's many forms of art, but that's what I'm getting that um, the Lord wants you to, uh, he's touching you to get creative. I don't know in what ways, but it's for his glory, uh, whether it's dance, whether it's in praise, uh, singing or painting or dancing. I should do that. Or flags, you know, worshiping with the flags. Those are all forms of art um, that are touched by the Lord. And so I'm sensing that the Lord wants you to venture out and that he's touching you. He's he's trying to uh, allow you to see that you don't have to be bored, that when he's there, he can give you creativity. He is creative. And when he's in us, we can be creative, too. And I do pray at night and stuff like that. I've been praying for different one of my family members, so I do okay. pray at night. That helps, too. I don't work. Yeah. I just sit in the house constantly, so I, I just get bored. And I just go find uh, stuff to do. Yeah, um, uh, you can make cards with paintings and send it to people that you're praying for, and and send that out. Or, um, yeah, or you could even do that paint, uh, paint something, and then if you have a phone, you can send it through a, a text message. Take a picture of that, and allow them to see the picture that you drew, thinking of them, and give them a scripture. Um, that's another way of being creative that the, that you can I've been sending songs to different family. Well, I got a family group. My some mm-hmm. of my family's in the group, so I send uh, like songs at night. I've been uh, typing prayers to messages. Some some night, I will type them a prayer wow. and send there them a song. Go. That's mm. one thing I've been doing. Well, well, that song is I wake the, up crea- the song creativity. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what would you need? As a, would you like to give a testimony uh, or would you need prayer? What would you like tonight? No, I don't have a testimony. And what would you like prayer for? Me to get these credit cards paid off because I'm in a deep debt with these. Okay. 
Okay, we thank you, Lord, because you're, uh, I pray, Father God, lifting our sister up, Father God, to you. Uh, her, the heart's desire is to finish paying her credit cards, Father God. We just pray that you give her wisdom, help her to uh, finish paying those credit cards, Father God, and uh, give her the strategy that she needs, Father God, um, the discipline, Father God, to, to uh, finish paying them off, um, taking them little by little, Father God, and we just thank you, Lord, for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. We just thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Um, I got a, uh, I, I believe this is from the Lord. When we have debt, we look at all our debts, right, and all our credit cards. What we need to do is pay the, the, the smallest amount first, uh, or maybe the credit card that you least have uh, money on that you need to pay. You take care of that one first and then cancel it. And then go on to the next one that's the least one. And and you keep on tackling that way. Um, there's also um, places where, I mean, I would do it that way. But there's places that can also consolidate everything together. And that you you end up having one payment. But I, I believe the fastest way to get done with your debt is to take the smallest debt first and keep paying the smallest one until you, you get to the big one, and then you can put that amount into the big one. Well, I've been paying all amount. of them, but look like the more you give, the more they want. Look like the interest yes. rate is so high on I've been paying all of them, because they're not going to let you miss no payment. You got to pay every last one of them. Yes. Um, yeah, so what I would do is call each one of them and tell them that you're going to you want to cancel it, but to to see what they can do to help you to um make the payment so that there won't be any more interest on them and so that you can cancel them and maybe just stay with one credit card and then deal with the the the, the biggest one at the end and ask them all, you know, yeah. can I with the ones that you're you're not going to use anymore, just ask them to to allow you to be able to close the account and pay pay it off so there won't be any more interest or to see if there's anything that they can do to help you to, you know, make it less so that you can hurry up and pay, that you want to help, you want to pay it. Yes, the um, interest that you can't, this really, yeah, that's what it explain is. Explain that. Yeah, explain that, that you can't really continue the with the interest. I got one card like it, that. Well, I got two of them like that. The interest is each up. But the rest of them yes. is not as bad. But I got two that's and the interest just eats you up. Yeah, but we shouldn't have too many credit cards because that hurts us and it hurts your credit. So it's best to just stay with one. And and once it's paid off, just pay it. Um, whatever you you buy, make sure you have the money to buy it, and then pay it off. Yes. And just use it to just to get gain rewards and don't don't uh, use it if you don't have the money. You know, just only if you if in a case of an emergency and pay it back real quick. But um, well, that's talk the problem. To the I had an emergency and I had to do something with one of them. It don't look like I'm gonna ever get through paying it because I had to put yeah, well, uh, a roof on them. my house two years oh, ago. Okay. Lord. Yeah. Well, call call them and tell them that that you need help I with that. I called my brother, uh, but they they sure didn't they sure didn't stop charging interest. They're still charging interest. Okay. Well, maybe try again and, and and see this time to see if you get it any favor. Father, I pray that you give her favor 
credit card companies that they'll help her to find a way to um, get these credit cards paid off uh, as quickly as possible in Jesus' name. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And help her give her wisdom, Father God, anytime she uses her credit cards, that they that when she uses them, she has the money and that she will not uh, borrow if she doesn't have any money. Give her that wisdom, Father God, wisdom from above in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Amen. Uh, sister, well, God bless you. You have a wonderful week. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, 919-995, your name and where you're from. 919-995, your name and where you're from. You're on the line. 919-995. Hello? You raised your hand. Probably unmute yourself. <laughs> All right, I'll come back to you. Let me play a song. All right, let's see. Give me a second here. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Mm. Do apologize here. Pretty soon I should be getting um, more songs. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I am a child of God.
Child of love. All right, let's go back to nine one nine 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 five. Your name and where you're from. Nine one nine 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 five. Your name and where you're from. Pray for them. Um, I don't know who this person is, but we just thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for nine one nine 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 five. Father God, you know all their needs, Father, in Jesus' name. Yes, the Lord had me play that song because you need you need to know that you are loved. You are loved. I see the Lord uh wrapping his arms around you and comforting you and loving on you. You are loved. Sometimes you feel like you're not loved, but you are loved. Thank you, Lord, for the love that you have for for this person calling tonight. I pray, Father God, that you help them with whatever they're, they're needing tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Father, Father God, for whatever issues they may be may be pre- present in their lives, that you would help them, Father God, with those uh, things that they need to uh, to deal with, Father, in Jesus' name, within your power, in your strength. Give them your strength, your power, in Jesus' name. All right. Uh, well, if there's uh, 919-995 uh, doesn't answer, well, Let's see. Yep. Well, they're not answering. They may have fallen asleep. All right. Uh, let me play this one song. And let me remind you that the reason why I'm asking for testimonies is because we need to testify of the Lord. How will they know 
um, about God, if we, we're not opening our mouths and, and testifying about him, Jesus left, but he leaves us the Holy Spirit to go out there and do greater works than he did. I want to leave you with this song. Um, I've played this song um, before. Uh, I love this song, and it, it expresses what I what I feel um, Jesus is saying to us, you know, what he wants us to, to do, to go out there and tell them about his love. All right. Um, it's called The Commission. Good night, everybody.
see you next week. Be blessed. God bless you. Good night.